Hi, Rajuni here with Masechet Ediot, Perichet Mishnah Zion, dedicated towards the merit of a complete recovery for Tova Miriam Bat Devorah Mindel. Um, I would like to offer a theory, and I admit and openly disclose, this is my own speculation, it's not based on anything I've read, but I suspect that if you look through Masechet Ediot, we've had quite a bit of really out there material. Uh, I opened by saying that it's a magical mystery tour in the sense that it gets around, and it does really get around as Masechdas go. It's, you see a lot of different topics. However, it has tended towards the arcane and things that are not so practical and really nitty-gritty and detailed. And I have a theory. I suspect that Adiot is that way because why would one need Adiot? Why would one need testimony about a topic? You don't see that much here about, let's say, how you put on tefillin or how you keep the normal dimensions of Shabbos. A little bit about Shabbos, not that much. Why? Because those are living traditions. And if you want to know what, the, what we do, you look around and see what everyone does, what we did in this generation, what we did in past generations. It's a known entity, and the material is, is, well, you know, is, is well-traveled and well-trodden. However, in areas that involve particularly Tuma and Tahara and other things that are a bit out there and not necessarily flowing from pure reason, you know, there are particular rules for it, but it's necessarily something you would come up with on your own or intuit. So that's when we needed Edut, because Edut Mishnah is being written down and testified about largely after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash. And so we need these testimonies to tell us you know, what what was and get those things down in writing uh, or in, in testified form. So that's my general theory about the Masechta and why it, it orients itself so much towards Tumantara related things, among other topics, but particularly the, the arcane and the out there. So at the very end here, we've hit a little bit about the Beit HaMikdash itself and the prior Mishnah with a somewhat hopeful note that even without a Beit HaMikdash, maybe one could offer Korbanot. And now we hit another hopeful note looking towards the future. Because I think that noting that so much Beit HaMikdash stuff was mentioned here, I think that Chazal are ending off, as many Masechtas end off on a hopeful note, or a thoughtful, a philosophical note in the last Mishnah. Here, too, we're looking towards the future. I'm Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua said, Mekubal anime Rabban Yochanan ben Zakkai. I have a tradition from, from Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Shishamai Rabbi Rabbo, who heard from his Rabbi. For Rabbo me Rabbo, and his Rabbi from his Rabbi. All the way back, Halak Moshe Misinai, going all the way back to Moshe on Sinai. She'ain Eliyahu ba'alotaher. That the point of Eliyahu Navi coming, and ultimately the period of Mashiach and you know, the, the eschaton and the utopian society that we hope to build, that the point of Eliyahu coming is not to come and say, "Oh, that person's lineage is is problematic, and that person's lineage is good." Latame latayer. Say who's in and who's out. The rachik lekarev to bring people close, to bring other people, push them far away. Rather, that Eliyahu's point. Is to only is only to fix people who were pushed out and pulled in inappropriately. If someone used force and corruption and their power to push a family out who should have been pushed out and say that they were not of correct lineage, Eliel will bring those people back. And to push out people who were only brought in and who shouldn't have been in but were brought in by corruption and power. So that that's the only thing Eliel is going to come. But El, otherwise, whatever your status is, if people don't know that your family status was somewhat messy, that, that's not his department. He's not doing that. So for example, there was this family... Uh, who, who called Beit Srifa, and this family was pushed out by Ganaim ben Sion by force and made to live elsewhere and made to be seen as a 
uh, as a family that uh, that is not really either permitted to marry in or is of questionable lineage, that was Ben Sion's push to them. But another family there who we're not going to name for Lush and Hara purposes, but Ben Sion pulled them in inappropriately using force and power. Uh, these kinds of families, Eliyahu would fix what was, but otherwise let people be, and if there's some question in their lineage that people don't know about, it doesn't have to be raised. There's a similar statement to this in the Gemara and Kedushin in the fourth chapter. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says even further, actually, Eliyahu will only be bringing people in who were, fa- who were falsely and inappropriately pushed out, but will not be pushing anybody out. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Shimon says, forget even that. Actually, the role of uh, Eliyahu is really just to reconcile arguments among the Chachamim, but really nothing to do with people's lineage and status. Um, the sages say not to people and not to take people out, none of that, just to make peace in the world. Shinemar, the Pasuk says in Malachi, and we say on the, uh, the Haftorah of Shabbat Agado, uh, before Pesach, looking towards the ultimate future. Here I behold, I'm sending you Eliyahu Navi. Uh, on this great day, to bring back son, hearts of fathers to their sons and, and the hearts of sons back towards their fathers, to bring peace in families, to bring people back together, to bring us together with, uh, with Hashem, to bring Chachamim and the people together, fathers and children, all these different analogies, they should all come together and may we be blessed.